This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Okay, there used to be a band and people that um, I'd be dating myself, but then those I dated at the time will remember this this band because it was like it was one of those slow song bands called Bread. You ever heard of the the, the band Bread? I have Probably heard of them. I don't know if I could tell you a song by time. Okay, well I they had they had a, song, a but... bunch of them in the late eighty, early early eighties, late seventies, whatever. Um, and they had this one that begins with, if a picture paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint you? Well, if a picture does is worth a thousand words, and I wrote this in my lead in the Tampa Bay Times, you don't have to say any more about Devin White and his demand to be traded because it seems that it's over. And all you have to do uh, is look at the image that we ran online of Devin White. Uh, and And... This was taken, by the way, on Sunday. We've been talking about, is he coming to mandatory minicamp you know, this week, which begins on Tuesday you know, for three days? Um, it's mandatory. What would he do? Well, it's mandatory, but he has to be traded. Well, on Sunday, which was a, a voluntary photo shoot and video shoot for the Bucks sponsors, for their advertisers, for them, their scoreboard, and yes, we were there as well. Guess who showed up voluntarily? In full uniform, with a nice haircut, looking really, really, you know, all groomed up, smiling wide, Devin White. Devin White, he was there with his teammates doing all the promotional stuff. I could be wrong. That doesn't feel to me like a guy who still thinks he's going to be or wants to be traded. Now, maybe he wants to be, but at least I think the champagne problems, as Larry Foote called them, I think they're over. Um, I just don't – it feels to me like we can expect him not only on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but how about next uh, July, whatever, 28th, 29th, when they report to training camp. Devin White, to me, wouldn't have been inclined to show up to do these things if he was still if he still believed and really wanted out of here. Well, I think you're right in that – He's going to show up this week for the mandatory camp. He's going mm-hmm. to show up for training camp. The question so. is, the question is, does he still want to be traded? And, well, and, and here's the point. I think what this tells you is that he's not willing to sit out the season and not get paid. I think that's true. I think, I think in his mind at this point, the Bucks have probably told him, we're not trading you. Mm-hmm. You're on the fifth-year option. It's eleven point what seven million? Seven million, yeah. You can either sit out or you can play. You can either get fined for not showing up to camp, or you can come. Mm-hmm. Now, whether he still wants to be traded or did he never really want to be traded? He just wants a big contract. 
Well, I, I think that I think it's the latter, but I think he was prepared to move if he could get the deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I you know, this sort of fell apart in April and they were talking to him about extensions. Like it wasn't like it wasn't a conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know how anxious the Bucks were to do it, because quite frankly, if you talk to them, they feel like Devin has sort of been inconsistent. They'd like to see him have another year, you know, of, of more even play. And we, we well chronicled the ups and downs of last season. Sometimes he was phenomenal, like he was in Germany. Uh, and other times, like he was against the Ravens, he took some plays off. And they would just like to see him be consistent throughout the whole year. But if you're going to invest what I think White would want, which, you know, he's like the eighth highest paid linebacker now, um, but if he's going to be top five or top one inside linebackers anyway, you're talking about five years, $100 million. You're talking about guaranteeing a guy some 60, 70 million bucks. That's a big chunk of change, even for the Glazer family, right? Um, and so before you were to do something like that, you sure would like to have him have another Pro Bowl or All Pro year um, and show that he can be consistent, moreover. And I think you can't fault the guy for wanting it now. The only example of this, the one that, that just makes all the sense in the world, is Roquan Smith, who was in the same position a year ago. Ended up coming to training camp, didn't practice right away, eventually got in there and actually played because the Bears were the same blame. Like, look, we're not trading you. And they didn't. The season started. He wasn't going to miss paychecks. He went and he played. But then when they got to October, they did trade him. They traded him to the Baltimore Ravens. And they got a couple of, you know, fairly high draft. I think they got like a two and a four, two and a five, something like that. And away he went with the Ravens. He was very, very good. But you know what the Ravens didn't do? They didn't sign him to an extension either. In other words, he played through his entire fifth-year option. Um, and whatever was left of it, the Ravens paid him. But then when they got to January, when he was going to become a free agent and, and the Ravens had seen what he could do in their defense, now they came forward with a $100 million contract. That's what's going to happen to Devin White. Yeah, could he be traded, say, in October if, if the team is circling the drain and you know maybe his value is as high as he's going to get and the Bucks really don't think they want to re-sign him after this year, or maybe he would decide not to sign with them. Um, the only way they could force him to be here would be to franchise him, and I'm not sure they're inclined to do that. So could the Bucks then move him in October if they were, say, you know, one in five or something like that? Sure, they could. They absolutely could, and that, that still could be on the table. But at least for now, I think – here's what I think I think, as Peter King would say. I think it's a good sign. I think it's a great sign – that Devin White would voluntarily show up on a Sunday, put on his uniform, have his tight haircut going, smile at the camera, pose in different positions with footballs and other things, and hang out with his teammates all day long for something that he wasn't required to be at. Just wasn't. You know, this is for corporate sponsors. This is for their ads, their scoreboard. Now, the club certainly requested them, and, and there's a certain amount of expectation that you'll do it. Um, but, there, again, it's not like minicamp, which is mandatory, and Todd Bowles told us, well, since it's mandatory, he expects everybody to be there. Um, but this was more than that to me. This was more of a mindset and acceptance. And you're right. It could be that he still wants a big deal. It could be that he, he may get to October and start itch, you know pushing them again to do it. Um, but I think it's a really good sign, a really good sign for the Bucks that – Okay, he's past all this. He realizes he's going to be here at least to start the season, and he's going to do what he would normally do, which is come in, help them out, do the photos, do the scoreboard, do all that stuff when they hype the crowd and all that, um, and he's going to be a part of that. So 
if I'm a Bucks fan, and I'm not, mm-hmm. but if I just cover the team, but I, I would be really optimistic over this, uh, incremental and small as it seems. I think it's a small thing, but I think it's a big statement. I think it says um, that he recognizes that he doesn't have the leverage here. Uh, and the Bucks have done nothing but been complimentary of him. They've welcomed him back. They've told him how much they need him. Uh, Larry Foote made fun of him <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and, you know, and eventually you kind of get to a point of, well, there's not a whole lot for me to do here but play. Uh, and, oh, by the way, hopefully you can get by on your $11.7 million, which is a, a, a damn significant raise over what he's had in the past. So, um, yeah, a really good good development, I think, uh, on Sunday. We were there uh, at the times to take some photos of players and whatnot, and there was Devin White. All right, we're going to get into the Rays, of course, who won two out of three over the red-hot Texas Rangers. But first, I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. been doing this for a while. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems in the area now for 13 years. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty, plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That is what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So you know all those guys up there banging in those solar panels. Those are really nice guys, and that's a good thing because they're doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, and preserve your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862, or you can visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, I thoroughly enjoyed this series over the weekend between the Texas Rangers and the Tampa Bay Rays, and it went back and forth the first two games, Um, and the Rays won't wind up winning two out of three. Look, their record at home is the record overall is impressive, but at home it's been something else. And speaking of something else, Shane McClanahan becomes the first pitcher in baseball, I believe, to win his 10th game. Um, and did it despite kind of getting roughed up in one of the innings, gave up about, what, three runs total. Um, they gave up but, three runs to start, what, the third inning. Third inning, And yeah. then retired 15 in a row after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, just if you're cruising, you're cruising. He let he put the ball in play. I thought they played great defense behind him, um, but Texas is a really really good hitting team, mm-hmm. and so you know for for McClanahan to go out there and and settle down and win the game the way he did and go deep. He went seven innings, which is huge because it saves their bullpen, which still had a couple of shaky moments right up until the end when they turned a double play to end it. Uh, the bases were loaded, but I I thought this was a nice you know you you have these sort of benchmarks throughout the year where you know teams are now going to measure themselves against the Rays and and the Rangers um, were the only other team with 40 wins when they started the series they had a better offensive which is unbelievable they had better offensive numbers than the Rays did and a better better run differential and all those things and so you know that um, you're playing a really really good ball club and for them to get two out of three at the trop where they've been damn near unbeatable um, you know how about the game that uh, in the opener that uh, Esoc, I thought you had a good nickname for him, Esoc, like S O C K, mm-hmm. Parades, uh, with six RBI, 
Ooh. a career high. Couple leading of the team now. Couple of bombs. Passed to Rosa yeah, right now. He's leading the team. That's incredible, isn't it? They had a couple more, I think, on uh, Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, he's been he's he's been terrific. The whole lineup is deep. Harold Ramirez um, was great over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the only down spot of the weekend was and and it was a rough game Saturday by Vidal Bruhan, who was called up. Uh, yeah. You know, that game, maybe they have a shot to win that game if he doesn't make the uh, botch the sure, almost a sure-handed double play where he didn't set his right. feet and the ball got by. Led to, what, four runs that inning. Yep. Um, a lot of them earned, but to be honest, really shouldn't have been. Um, right, right. You know, and then you know he struggled at the plate as well. Just, you know, it was a bad, it was a rough game for him. Um, you know, right. and young guys have rough games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, had that, had, he turns that double play, maybe that game goes differently, and maybe they sweep the Rangers. And, and the Rangers are a very good team. That's what we saw over the weekend. Yeah. No, they can hit. Um, <laughs> and there was another thing. So Wander Franco, during his series, he kept hitting balls, like not just to the track, but like high off the wall they were catching. <laughs> Do you see a couple that were just mm-hmm. like one to dead center, another one I think to right center where just another biscuit, you know, for breakfast, right? As as Dave Wells used to say. Yep. And it's out of there. And then finally on Sunday he lines one out that got out into the first row, I think. Switch hitter, of course, he hit it to left field. Um and it was a three run bomb and it won the game. Essentially it separated the game. Um and that was good to see. Wonder Franco, man. I tell you, the more I watch him, you know, we had the MVP talk the other day. Mm-hmm. But Yanni Diaz also <laughs> is just raking um, there's so many all-stars on this, on this baseball team. I think you think Wander would be the starting shortstop at this point. I haven't looked at any voting. I don't really know, but that name should be getting a lot I mean, of traction. Bo Bichette's there leading the league in, in hitting. Okay. So um, it could be Bo. He's been fantastic. Got 14 home runs, 43 RBIs. I mean, all his numbers are better than Wander's, uh, outside of stolen bases where Wander's got 22 already. Um, Bobby Witt's got 10 home runs. Average of two thirty nine. I mean, J.P. Crawford, eh, Jeremy Payne, Carlos Correa, batting two seventeen. I mean, really, the shortstop race should be Bo Bichette and Wander Franco. And and Bo's right. numbers are better, so I'm guessing he'll probably get the nod. But that leads me to believe Wander could easily be a backup, and and should be. Are the are are the starters? And I don't know this. That's what I'm asking. Are the starters mm-hmm. determined by the fan vote? Yes. Okay. Which is why okay. the other day when we discussed this, I thought Randy Rosarino would be the only one who would. Who'd get voted start. in. Yeah. You know, I didn't think Yandy Diaz would. Right. Although I think, is, I don't think, I don't think he's big enough yet. I don't think he's popular enough yet to where fans right. I mean, know ba- him and are going to baseball, baseball knows him, but not enough for fan yes. votes to start him. I mean, you've got Anthony yeah. Rizzo. He's got 11 yeah. home runs. you got Vlad oh, Guerrero Jr., who's a big personality, yeah. big star. Right. You know, I mean, no, I, 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 I think, you. you know, one of those two are probably going to be the starting for Nathaniel Lowe's had a good season, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's big enough yet for the fan vote. No. I mean, you've got to be good, but it's all, you've also got to be popular to win that fan vote. Well, the the pitchers, correct me if I'm wrong, like the starting pitcher is going to be chosen by the manager. Pitchers or, by the manager. That's correct. Yes. And who will the manager be? Is it based on last year's World Series or this yeah, it should year's be oh, a Dusty Baker, right? Okay, Dusty. Okay. The Astros manager? Yeah, they won it all. All right. Well, he picked like, a year ago, he picked Shane McClanahan. I think it's going to be tough not to pick him again. I mean, the guy's freaking 10-1 and one already. Yeah, unless, uh, I mean, the only 
uh, you know the, What's the, the Yankees pitcher? the All Star games in in Seattle. Their best pitcher is what Luis Castillo, four and four with a two seventy or a good ERA. Good ERA, yeah. Four and four, nine, you know. But I don't know if that's starting material for an All Star game, right? Um, well, as far as their starting I mean, pitchers go, so McClanahan by the time he gets there could be thirteen, fourteen, and one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's that's hard. I know win loss isn't the big thing, but his ERA is also going to be very, very low. Yeah, he's leading uh, the majors in the ERA, or at least was going into the game. Or he gave up three. Uh, he did give up three. So seven. He may not be leading yet, but he's right up there. Yeah, but he's going to be up there in strikeouts. He's going to be up there in ERA, and his record's going to be off the chain. I mean, he's going to, he could possibly be thirteen, fourteen, and one. Yeah. Um, I know Garrett. Garrett, what Garrett uh, Cole got up to a good start too. Yeah, Garrett Cole. I mean, Zach Eflin's up there. Eflin's um, right there. He should be an all-star pitcher. You got what Joe Ryan in Minnesota's been really good. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You. You know. You've got a few choices. If you know, if McClanahan doesn't keep up this pace, if he keeps right. up this pace, I think it's hard not to to make him the starting pitcher in the All Star game. Right. Which for two years in a row, I mean, how often does that get done anymore? I mean, you get you got you start looking in back through the years at dominating arms. You know, that's that started multiple All Star games, let alone back to back. It's rare. Mm-hmm. It's got to be rare. So, yeah. I mean, I. But that's that's who he's been this year. You know, he's been unflappable. And in games where he doesn't have his best stuff, he still gets in and out of jams. Um, he gives his team a chance every single time he goes out there. Mm-hmm. And the Texas Rangers are the best hitting team um, this side of the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. And they have been all season. And you can see it when you see him go up there and swing the bats. I mean, these guys are no joke. And their lineup is deep. And Bruce Bochy knows what he's doing. And he doesn't change the lineup very much. They have it set pretty much every single night. It's the same one with the exception of maybe the last two hitters based on who's going lefty or righty. But, yeah, it's very much a uh, a potent lineup. And, you know, the Rays got them game one. The Rangers got them game two. And then Rays bounced back and won the series. And that's all you can hope for. Now they go to the West Coast. They got, what, four games against the suddenly red-hot Oakland A's. Yeah, they've won series, what, against the Braves, the Pirates, <laughs> yeah. and the Brewers. That's stupid, man. Also, they're, I think they're guys? two games. I need to double-check, but two games away from not being the worst team in baseball. Yeah. To catching the well, Royals. They got hot. To catching the yeah. Royals, which, you know, the Royals were never good, but the A's were that bad. Exactly. I mean, the Royals only have one more win than the A's. Jeez. Granted, they they played a couple less games, so they're two games ahead of them. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, they, they can't sleep on the A's. I mean, they're they're actually playing pretty well right now. Yeah. The Rays have four yeah, games counts. out there, and and you know traditionally when they go west, they're not as they can struggle at times, and they've got two straight West Coast road trips. Yeah, the schedule's weird that way. Well, because they, now you're playing every team. That's right. So you have to go west more often because you're playing some of the NL West teams as well on the road. Yeah, they've got Arizona out yeah, there. Yeah. So this road trip is Oakland-San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks later, they go to Arizona-Seattle. Right. And then you still have, in August, San Francisco and Anaheim. Mm. Yeah, so, three yeah. shots to the West Coast. Yep. So that'll be a test for the Rays. Uh, they're in a stretch, too, of uh, not a lot of game- days off uh, because that rain out in Boston – yeah, they played last Monday. I think it's going to be sixteen or seventeen straight games, in sixteen days. I believe it is. Wow, they had the doubleheader as well there. So, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, they're in the middle of that right now. So, but five and five and one on a homestand, you'll take that every time. 
It was great. I mean, you had guys like, uh, you know, Francisco Mejia was, was swinging the bat really well. Seems like there's a different dude all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you getting worried about Jason Adam? Well, I've been worried about him all year. Mm-hmm. I I actually think that they need to find they got to find somebody else. Now Fairbanks I guess will be back at some point, but they need to find somebody else to where it's not just Adam throwing the ninth, eighth or ninth inning or the highest leverage guy every every single time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure on him. Um he's getting it done. He's, it's just it doesn't look good like he'll give up some walks or hit a batter or you know, and a four-run lead and put the, the tying run at the plate. They were there, yeah. And the guy chopped one back through the middle, and he, fortunately he kind of got out of the way, and they were able to turn two there. But if that ball goes through, um, you know, you've got one out and two runs in, and you know now now you're now you're struggling. And it seems like every time it doesn't matter who comes in uh, to get those last three outs, it seems to be a struggle. Um, but I just they they need depth, man. They need depth on the back end of the bullpen. They don't have it. I mean, he's their best, and they, you know, can't pitch him every day, even though he's throwing a lot of those. But they brought Luis yeah, Patino little... up Friday. He gave up what two home runs in a blowout yeah, that win. Didn't look good, yeah. Uh, and they optioned him back to AAA. Yeah, that didn't look good. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, you, I mean, you got to hope Kittredge gets back sooner than later. Um, right. I mean, Armstrong hoping, is back now. Yeah, you were hoping Luis Patino could do something in the bullpen for him. Maybe he still can. You know, yeah, I mean, sometimes I coming in in an eight-one game, it's it's mop not, up, dude. Not always as easy, but but you don't yeah. like to see you know two home runs given up in that situation. No, I mean, I think again, we talked about this guy. I think Yanni Sharinos has earned his way mm-hmm. uh, to be either a bulk guy or a starter, or you know, one of those one of those guys that eats a lot of innings. I I think he's proven he can get it done, um, and I I would I would let him pitch. I mean, you know. I didn't think that the that the outing was that bad. They like you said, the I think they got in trouble with their defense a little bit. Um the game they lost. Yeah, Taj Bradley deserved a little better fate in that. Yeah, I mean he was he was he walked a couple guys and he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, they they ambushed him a few times, but I didn't think he looked like, you know, out of his element or anything. I mean that's just a really good hitting team that took advantage of some mistakes, mm-hmm. some pitches out over the plate and you know, I think he caught too much of it a few times, and they didn't miss. I mean, they can they can rip. Yes, but overall, the, the you know the pitching. I mean, it's to, to me, it's still the bullpen is a concern. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely going to score runs, um, and and they win. I mean, they you know that the loss on Saturday, I think, snapped a six game winning streak. Seven. You mentioned they were what seven game seven winning streak. Game, yeah. you, they were five and one in this road stand or home stand. Yep, mm-hmm. which was terrific. Now they got to go back on the road. It's going to be tough. The West Coast is always tough. Had their uh, 35 uh, straight stolen base streak broken on Sunday. I saw that, yeah. They reviewed it. He Beautiful was throw. And ta- well, they, they they were out of challenges, so they couldn't Oh, that's couldn't right. That's right. You're right. You're right. They but it was earlier. a beautiful throw and, and tag. Yeah. I mean, just perfect no, they, to get Siri. But but they're running crazy on people. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they're just taking extra bases and doing all that stuff. And they can beat you so many ways offensively. Like, you just – I can't remember a raised season where – you you know I'll turn on the TV and I don't even have to be watching. I just kind of expect them to win. You know, like and I know they expect themselves to win. That's that's what it feels like. It doesn't matter. You know, there was there has been so many seasons where after you get past the I don't know four or five spot in the lineup, you're kind of like yeah, the rest of those guys are outs. You know, you didn't really give it much mm-hmm. concern or much thought. There's not an easy out on there. You know, I mean Taylor Walls struggled a little bit. Um, 
and he's starting to come out of it, I think, again. But, yep. you know, there, there's just there's nobody in that lineup. I mentioned Mejia. Um, that that you feel like can't get something going and then flip it back. But well, he's the actually top had some big again. hits of late too. He did huge. Yeah, Frankie had a great great mm-hmm. series and you know home runs and um, he's been, he's been swinging the bat really really good. So I I I just ex- you just expect them to win and it, the question is just you know whether pitching hold up and you get to this point where they need nine outs or you know if it's really bad they need twelve. But if they get six then. Yep. You know, you feel like they have a really good chance. How about 31-7 and seven at home? It's crazy. And I've always – listen, I, I think it's the team, not so much the stadium. But I always thought that if there's an advantage to playing in that god-awful ballpark or if there's a home advantage anywhere in baseball, it should be the trop, right? I mean, you come in there and you're looking up at that, you know, roof that's about the same color as a baseball and all the, you know, the the, the – scaffolding and poles and you know different things a ball can strike and it just it, you know the turf uh, which is hard on guys legs and just everything about the trop should be difficult for a team to come in there and try to play a series when you know it's your home home uh, ballpark so they should have I think they should have always and it's a big ballpark it's not like a lot of balls fly out of there you got to hit it you know to get home runs and I just I've always felt like they should have an advantage but boy this year they're just peppering teams they're they're just they're crushing people at, at the trap, you know, which gives you a lot of confidence if you're thinking down the road and they get to October, um, and they manage to win not just the American League East but also maybe have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If that holds, you're going to feel really good about what they do in the postseason. Yep, and it was really cool this weekend to see uh, the Low family. Yeah, that was a good story, and you know Nathaniel and Joshua as his his mom. Joshua calls them, and, and they actually both started on on Saturday. They exchanged the lineup cards uh, at home plate, which was really cool. And and they must have had a hundred people in their in their group. There well, this they and did. They were, they were taking Kevin, pictures on the field after Friday's game. It was great to see. It was fun. Kevin Cash knows how to kill a storyline because they did. You know, Mark Tompkins had written about him in the Sunday Tampa Bay Times. They did, you know, a lot of to do about him mm-hmm. uh, on television the first night, Friday night, and then. Uh yeah, Josh was on the bench. He was not playing. Well, it was against a lefty, and he generally doesn't get against the lefty. So I know, but Cash is just like you know, you know, he's not <laughs> playing tonight. Uh, so they had to wait a day for that. But it was cool, uh, especially when uh, there was a time when I think Josh got on first, and he was like Ma- blowing his brother's ear and stuff. And made some funny faces um, behind him. So yeah, I, I, first of all, okay, it's stupid to me to think you could have a kid, any kid son, daughter, whatever, advance to a level like professional baseball or any whatever sport, name the sport. I don't care what it is. Hell, high school was exciting for me to watch my son play. I couldn't believe he was out there, you know, and, and doing stuff at that level with with kids, you know, from East Lake and guys that are now in the NFL and all that stuff. So I cannot put myself in the mind frame of having a kid that makes it to the major leagues, Okay. Just can't. I mean, for a cup of coffee, for a season, to have a career there. One kid, one, one. Can you imagine having two having sons? And not only that, but they began their career both of them in the Rays organization until finally um, they traded Josh's brother to the Texans, mm-hmm. and the Rangers. to now have or to the Rangers. I'm sorry, the Texas Rangers. I think the Texans. <laughs> 
Texas Texans, what else? Yeah. Like? Texas Rangers, and 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 now they're both in the American League, and then they play each other. And it didn't happen last year because Josh got off to a bad start, mm-hmm. and they sent him down before they went and played the Rangers. Um, but this year it happens, and to be parents of those two kids, having watched them growing up together and fight and you know play and scratch and claw and love on each other and all that stuff, and and there they are. Um, the mom did a great job. She had a homemade jersey that was half raised. She had several of them for each game. Yeah, it was impressive. And they were homemade too, Mm -hmm. by the way. Yep. Dad wore a a shirt with logos on both, you know, both sides. Um, It was cool. It was a good story. But as a father, those stories get me all the time because they're, you know, his dad says at one point, he goes, I don't even know what to say. Like, this is indescribable even for me. Like, I don't know what, I don't even know what, how to describe how I feel because, it's just so unbelievable, and that—that's how you would feel. I think, like you're—you're you're gonna wake up from this dream or something. But just a really cool story, and they're both really good players too, by the way. Yes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I guess the, the, the biggest play of the day and maybe of the year, um, a co- there was a fan that got in trouble with uh, some heart issues. Um, wasn't far from really the raised dugout. They kind of stopped the game. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and they actually brought this guy over the dugout onto the field with the stretcher. Um, but some gentleman that was watching the game had, uh, went into cardiac arrest. And fortunately for him, uh, there were some folks sitting near them uh, that leaped into action and, and performed CPR and did a great job of uh, reviving this individual and saved their lives, saved his life. Yeah, it was a lady who uh, didn't even know she was going to the game until a few hours prior. They tried to get tickets in Randy Land, and right, that was sold right. out. So, uh, Janie Morales was her name. Yeah, her, Janie her Morales. boyfriend, I guess, uh, bought tickets uh, right kind of behind the dugout there, splurged in mm-hmm. great seats, and yep. cardiac event happens, and he says, you need to go help. And she went over and started performing CPR and saved the guy's life before yeah. you know, security and the medical people there got it done. Um, the game was delayed for about eight minutes, um, but – you know, kudos to to all those you know from the Ray security and and medical teams to Miss Morales and everybody else who jumped in and helped. I mean, you know, saving a guy's life that's bigger than anything that happened on the field this weekend. Okay, and Jim Privatera, who um, uh, I know very well, or we know him at the Times. A lot of us do. Um, former Secret Service agent and uh, was with the St. Pete Police Department. He was their assistant chief. He's working the Ray security at the stadium and uh, has been their operations director for the past five years. He jumped all over it and uh, was able to uh, uh, to coordinate the stadium's operations to get the defibrillator and, and the medical personnel and everybody near the dugout, and they took them right over the dugout. So, yeah, that was a uh, that was the save of the year, um, no doubt. And, and uh, I'm sure that uh, I saw Kevin Cash taped a, a message uh, for them and uh, – I bet you they have some Randy Land tickets waiting. <laughs> I think maybe, I think maybe they're going to be uh, well, well taken care of in Randy Land. And, yeah, and she deserves not, it too. 
Absolutely. No, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's when you know you have sort of like a guardian angel looking over, um, helping you out there. Cause that's, that was really special. Also, I wanted to, uh, we'll talk about this tomorrow. We kind of ran out of time a little bit tonight. Um, I wrote a story over the weekend. Go ahead and check it out on the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com uh, about the Tampa Bay Strikers. We haven't talked much about them, uh, and, and that might be part of the problem uh, of the success of the league this past year. It was an expansion team. Tampa Bay was in the National Indoor Soccer League. Of course, that's the one that Martin Gramanica coached. They have both men's and women's teams on the Strikers, and it's indoor soccer. It's a very exciting, fast-paced brand of soccer. It resembles hockey more than anything. Because it's five on five and uh, a lot of scoring, uh, the walls are in play. You know, you get guys and girls getting checked up all the time. Um, but they did really, really well during the season. They, they weren't in the beginning. They didn't know anything about indoor soccer. To be honest with you, a lot of these players came from the outdoor game as they all do, uh, and they had to kind of learn their way. Um, and, but they got better as the season went along. And both the men's and women's teams qualified for the playoffs by winning their final two games, including one over Orlando, which was the regular season champion. But some things happened um, throughout that league, and especially uh, the league decided to unceremoniously cancel the postseason tournament, which was supposed to be played around Mother's Day. And there's a, it's a story about promises that weren't kept by the league, players and coaches that weren't paid, um, a lot of things that, that – uh, kind of went wrong and quite frankly has Martin Gramatica questioning uh, exactly whether he's going to come back and be a coach of the strikers and a lot of players as well. So check it out on the Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com. We'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow on the podcast. Of course, this week the Bucks have their mandatory mini camp. Check out the story on Devin White on TampaBay.com in the Tampa Bay Times. He sat through a voluntary photo shoot and video shoot for the Buccaneers. It would seem that he will be at the mandatory minicamp and then some. Uh, so you can go online and check that out as well. And we'll be at the mandatory minicamp starting Tuesday uh, through uh, yeah through Wednesday, the 15th. And that's it until they come back for training camp and then it all ramps up. By the way, speaking of their bucks, did you see the man of the people, Baker Mayfield, at the Rays game? I did see him. He had a couple of his offensive linemen with him, of course. Always got to have your security <laughs> detail with you. Him and Tristan, I'll tell you what. Like you talk about Moxie. You know, we hear this story a lot about Moxie and Baker Mayfield and 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 uh, the the guy that executes the best will win the job and, and runs the team. Baker Mayfield is already, like, you know when a guy gets it because he has forged a close personal relationship, and you you now you rarely see them apart. Him and Tristan Wirfs, far be it from the quarterback to befriend not only the best player on the team, but the guy that literally protects his backside. And they've been going everywhere. He's taking them to dinner. He's taking them out a bunch. And they were at the race games together. And I think it was I, – I get these guys mixed up already. There's three of them because we know it wasn't Ryan Jensen, although he resembles him. It was either Cody Malk or I think it was Keefe that might have been with them, uh, the tight end. But anyway, there was uh, three Buccaneers. And so there's a video online of uh, Baker. And they were sitting, by the way, This they were not in a suite. The, not these guys. They were right there among the fans. Yep. Uh, and like I said, a man of the people. And so there was a line of kids coming down wanting to take photos and selfies and get autographs and this, that, and that. And Baker had time for all of them. And then a guy comes down and hands him a, a cold beer. And I thought, that's what we're talking. Man of the people took the beer, clinked, clinked the bottles together. Um, <laughs> it was just, 
Baker ingratiating himself to uh, to Tampa Bay fans in the, in the way that only Baker can. Um, but it was pretty cool. You can check out the videos uh, online. I'm sure you'll find them everywhere. But uh, yeah, so, uh, so you know, I don't remember the Tom Brady appearance at the Rays game. Do you? Did I miss that one? Don't remember a lot of Tom Brady appearances. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine Tom Brady sitting among the fans? Nah. He's, no, Tom Brady not, spent his weekend in Europe. Well, as we get uh, ready for show prep for the other show. Show prep Tampa Bay? Yeah. yeah. So Tom Brady is in Europe. Mm-hmm. Last time we saw him in Europe. Uh, I know where you're going with this. He was talking to Cristiano Ronaldo and others. Yep. And Ronaldo said, you're done, aren't you? And like a week later, he was back. <sighs> Could we see that don't, again? Uh, don't start the rumors, but he was – so he did He did some racing. He was at the race over there. Mm-hmm. He went. He was in He was in uh, a Djokovic's box when uh, he won the French Open at Roland Garros in mm-hmm. Paris. I wonder oh, if Djokovic, my God, Tom Brady's in Djokovic's box. I wonder, That's Susan Baldwin. I wonder if Djokovic said, you're not done, are you? <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, and then he was even like knocking down a drone with a football someplace, which I think was CGI, but I don't know. He goes, "Oh no, man, maybe I should." He actually threw it out there, you know, and as, as only Tom can in his commercials or whatever the hell it was, social media. Oh, if I throw it like that, maybe I should keep playing. Oh, here we go. I don't know. I don't know if Europe is a thing. Maybe that's where you know he gets the itch or not. But uh, there he was doing all those. He's living his best life, though. There's there's no doubt about that. Why wouldn't you? He is. Oh heck yeah! With that, I'm taking the gap year. Yeah, no, he's doing what Tom Brady thinks, and that's what well, we saw him on a yacht somewhere a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah, he's good. Tom's having fun, but let's see what happens in August when you know he starts to get nah, that. Let's itch. see what happens in October. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's more likely to be then. But you know, when when the Miami Dolphins are winning the AFC East and. Uh, they lose to a tongue of a loa or something, but um, until or unless the uh, Raiders execute that contract where he's a minority owner and it goes before a vote, um, he's literally a free agent like any other player who's not playing right now, so he can do whatever he wants. But what happens if yeah. it's the Niners again that are short quarterbacks by November? His hometown you know, team, the team you know, he grew not? up rooting for. Yeah, they've sure. got. I mean, they're a loaded team. We know they're Absolutely. we know they're good. I mean, imagine if that job comes open, say November. I think anything, I think anything and everything's possible, and that's why it would surprise me. Even though he came out and said, "No, guys, I'm retired. I'm really retired," that sounded to, it felt to me like felt to me like him telling the owners, "Look, when my minority share comes up for a vote, I want you guys to know I'm done." Right? I don't know when that vote would be. I haven't seen a contract or heard about one executed yet. But it has to be approved by the owners, uh, and 24 out of 32 have to vote yes. So until or unless that contract's executed, like I said, he is literally just a free agent like everyone else. Um, and and if he decided not to go to Fox this year because he wants to, uh, you know, not leap into broadcasting, even though that 10-year, $375 million contract is waiting for him, um, maybe he won't be, you know, so anxious to sign as a minority owner this year and just kind of wait and keep his options open, which is what I would do if I were Tom Brady and knowing how Tom feels about football and knowing that he can still play. Now, 
The family thing is real. Uh, he's got, you know, shares custody with his wife or ex-wife in this case, uh, Giselle. Uh, the family has relocated to Miami, so has Tom. Um, from what I understand, it's two weeks on, two weeks off. Uh, that can work both ways, right? That can be good if, if you have to be away for a couple of weeks from your kids. Um, certainly the two weeks on is a long time. Uh, but maybe, you know, depending on the time of year, to your point, if it's around the holidays, man, then, you know, kids are out from Thanksgiving to uh, till after New Year's. So uh, that might work. Well, they're not out Thanksgiving afternoon, but you know what I mean. They, they get Thanksgiving break, then they come back, and then they mm-hmm. then they go for Christmas holiday until after the New Year. So, you know, that's that's when the the most important football is played in in late December and January. You just don't know. I'd be surprised if he didn't keep his options open. But for now, he's just living his best white life over there in um, in uh, Paris and parts unknown. So good for him. Um, but Brady's always in the news. All right, well, we'll be uh, we'll be back talking with you again uh, tomorrow. Thanks for listening. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.